the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on AM 1420. The answer. It's Monday, the 16th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2019. Coming up in about 40 minutes, we are going to talk with Congressman Jim Jordan, as we always do on Mondays when his schedule permits. And oh my, is it going to be a full plate today for Congressman Jordan? as it is for the rest of us. There are a lot of very important things that we have to discuss today. We will talk to the congressman about the latest on the Iran strike against the Saudis. The Iranians, uh, apparently, according to multiple reports, uh, are, indeed the, are, are indeed responsible for the Houthi rebels, which are taking credit for the bombing of the strategic oil refineries in Saudi Arabia. This is a strike against one of our allies, despite our complicated alliance with the Saudis, and it does indeed have an impact, or it can, on world oil production and prices. What should we do? The president is said to be weighing all kinds of options. We'll talk to Congressman Jordan about that. The New York Times, manufacturing witch hunt 2.0 against Brett Kavanaugh, thanks to a couple of New York Times writers who are trying to sell a book. And the paper being obligatorily, uh, or being obliged, I guess is the better way to say that, to help them sell books, ran an unbelievable hit piece against Kavanaugh that has all of the Democrat candidates in the cesspool for the presidency uh, screaming impeachment. Not about Trump this time, but about Kavanaugh although some are conflating the two with one another. We'll talk to the congressman about that. Uh, We'll also talk about Robert Francis O'Rourke's Robert O., the Irishman pretending pretending to be a Latino for street credibility, uh, and his uh, promise to confiscate your... Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against a 
It was correctly predicted that this will be attached to almost every Republican campaign commercial between now and 2020, and it will. You should be afraid of the Democrats because they are coming for your guns, despite previous protestations uh, to the contrary. Also going to talk about the DOJ, which is ready to indict Andrew McCabe for lying to investigators, the former deputy FBI director who is still employed as a contributor to fake news CNN could be uh, in very serious hot water very, very soon. The Inspector General Michael Horowitz has sent his letter to Congress saying his report is done and is now under review, uh, classification review at the DOJ. Kevin McCarthy, the House uh, Minority Leader, uh, has suggested that the uh, the Attorney General William Barr will indeed uh, be accountable and will hold, rather, the individuals responsible accountable. He promises accountability as the AG reviews that FISA report. He said, did McCarthy, that this, based on his reading of it, because he has seen it, this is the closest thing that we have ever seen in the United States to a coup. Very, very important. So we're going to talk about all of those things with Congressman Jordan and with you at 216-901-0945, You can also hit me up on social media by getting uh, contacting France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, social media applications. We'll talk about their evil uh, intentions a little bit later on. But for now, speaking of evil intentions... It's, it's our most important subject of the morning, is to talk about what is happening yet again to Brett Kavanaugh. Now Supreme Court Justice, not just nominee, but actual Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. He faced, maybe outside of Robert Bork himself, maybe the most contentious, the most disingenuous, the most uh, disgraceful, disgusting confirmation process in the history of of the Supreme Court of the United States of America about one year ago. And now, after one year, uh, one year after being confirmed and being on the Supreme Court, they are coming for him again. The New York Times promising, quote, new allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. Against Brett Kavanaugh regarding new sexual assaults that he allegedly participated in during his time as a student at Yale. Over 30 years ago. The problem is, of course, none of it is new. Not only is none of it new, what is freshly reported, we shall say, um, is a crime in search of a victim. Wait, what? Yes, because the alleged victim of Brett Kavanaugh's depravity knows nothing about it. Doesn't want to talk about it. And according to her friends who did talk about it, she doesn't remember a thing having anything to do with these allegations. This is un... It's, it's incomprehensible. Quite frankly, it's incomprehensible, and it's, um, it, 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 ought to be, it ought to be illegal. Well, in fact, it is illegal. Let me back up. Uh, what I'm trying to say is what the president said. President Trump was right yesterday when this first New York Times BS story, and BS, by the way, now stands for bombshell in addition to bull something, uh, because they, they are pretty much interchangeable. The New York Times bombshell is BS. President Trump yesterday said Brett Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh, should prepare libel lawsuits. 
He is absolutely right for what they wrote about him in the New York Times and what is in this book that will be released on September 7th, tomorrow. So here's what we know. The New York Times wrote this hit piece about Brett Kavanaugh uh, over the weekend and used it. It was, by the way, this is a quote unquote news story that appeared in the op ed section of the newspaper. Op ed is opinion editorial. Opinions are not news. In case we, you know, aren't clear about that, opinions are not news. And so they wrote this article as an opinion editorial in support of the book written by the two New York Times writers uh, attempting to smear. It's called The Education of Brett Kavanaugh. In other words, we're going to focus and write an entire book on his educational career at Yale, and we're going to spotlight all of the allegations that were made against him last fall that were all dismissed because of lack of evidence. Nothing, in fact, not only a lack of evidence, but if anything, innuendo that supported Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, literally, we went through the worst confirmation process since Robert Bork. And again, this might have been worse because this was more of an attack on a man's character, destroying a man's character, reputation, and career all at the same time. That was the goal. All they were trying to do with Bork is stop him from getting on the court. They were doing a lot more here to Brett Kavanaugh. They were trying to ruin him. And now, when they failed, they come back here to have a second bite at the apple. And the problem here is this allegation is even weaker and more feeble than the first several allegations from Christine Blase Ford to Deborah Ramirez to Julie Swetnick. The, the entire uh, entirety of last fall's nonsense was actually stronger than this one. And yet, this is their this is their new um, uh, their new ploy. And we should before we go any further, and I give you the the nuts and bolts of the story, which you may or may not already have. We should probably talk about motive. Why is this happening now? Why one year after the fact are we back onto this again? And I think we found the answer about a week and a half ago. I interviewed Ryan Lovelace, who has uh, written a new book. Uh, about Brett Kavanaugh and what is being what was done to him back then, and Lord only knew. No, I don't. I have no idea if he knew when he wrote his book that this New York Times authored book was going to be coming out or not. But we talked at that time about how uh, the attorney for Christine Blase Ford Katz, her name is Katz, essentially admitted why her client made up her phony stories of rape and 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 sex assault and so on and so forth and gang rape parties being held by Brett Kavanaugh and his buddies that they went to multiple times um she essentially admitted why because they are do they will do anything anything at all in defense of their one true sacred cow in defense of Roe versus Wade, in defense of abortion. Brett Kavanaugh then was a threat to Roe v. Wade, they believed. Now he's on the court. Now any challenge to Roe v. Wade would probably have a conservative majority, perhaps ready to uh, issue restrictions of it or to essentially repeal it and to make uh, abortion a federal crime again. 
as it was prior to uh, 1973. So what they're trying to do is literally, it is just, we will do whatever it takes, destroy whoever needs to be destroyed. And I mean that word in every aspect of it, every definition of destroyed. We will destroy anybody we have to in defense of our one true sacred cow, which is the right to kill babies. So the New York Times writes their bombshell article that Brett Kavanaugh allegedly, according to the book, and now you gotta, you have to allow me a little bit of latitude here. There are some words that I'm going to describe and some things I'm going to describe that were in the book that were also contained in the excerpt of the book that they ran on the op-ed page of the New York Times. And it's a little bit uncomfortable uncomfortable to listen to. But take solace in the fact that it didn't happen. What I'm reading to you is fiction. Uh, but I do need you to just warn you that it's just a little bit of uncomfortable language. It's not profane, but it's just not comfortable to listen to. And then we'll get to the update. Then we'll get to the editor's note. Then we'll get to the additional um, correction, the editorial correction, by the way. Oops, sorry we didn't include this in our excerpt. The fact that, and I'll run with that in a moment. Let me get a timeout now at 9.19 before I read this to you so that we can have full, the full segment to do so. Uh, if you want to weigh in on what we're do- doing and discussing this morning, you know how to reach us. 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. It's the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. All right, it's 923. I want to dive right into this. This is some very important stuff. All right. Let's talk about what was in the New York Times report. The New York Times excerpt of the book written by two New York Times writers alleging that there are there is new evidence and a new allegation against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. One that proves, they allege, that he lied under oath during the confirmation hearings. And number two, allegations of a new witness that should, or a new uh, victim, I should say, that should lead to his impeachment. Every Democrat in the cesspool yesterday tweeted or stated on television that Brett Kavanaugh should be impeached. It's over. That's it. He lied under oath. We now have evidence. The problem is there is zero new evidence. The New York Times had to make a major revision to their big bombshell late yesterday concerning this resurfaced allegation, this witch hunt 2.0, against Brett Kavanaugh, hours after all of the 2020 candidates said, impeach, impeach, impeach. The update included a very important detail that several friends of the alleged victim said she did not recall any purported sexual assault on her at all. The Times, the New York Times, also stated for the first time that the alleged victim refused to be interviewed and has made no comment about the episode, yet her story is the centerpiece of a brand new book and in an attempt to destroy the career, reputation, and life, essentially, of a Supreme Court justice. And all of this coming on the... Um, uh, at the word of a witness, a supposed eyewitness, who didn't witness anything, but who said that others told him this and that it should have been investigated, who happens to be a Clinton lawyer. Let me say that again. A Clinton lawyer. 
Let me share some of this with you. Like I said, I'm going to read a little bit to you here. Molly Hemingway at The Federalist is the one who caught all of this first. And she immediately took to Twitter to correct the one of the few positive uses of Twitter to correct all of this and to point out the uh, the... I don't even know what you want to call this. This is so far from journalism that the New York Times is practicing here. It, it is it is not just poor journalism. It is it's just not journalism. It's book sales, and it, and it's and it's quite frankly, the president of the United States is right. It's it's libel is what it is. Molly Hemingway tweeting. Yes, uh, excuse me on uh, Saturday. So I'm reading the new anti-Kavanaugh book by shockingly, really, biased reporters at the New York Times. All claimed anonymous sources are anti-Kavanaugh, while all but a few on-the-record sources are downright effusive. Just interesting how highly they contradict each other. Just read one anonymous anecdote, written in high dudgeon, that the uh, Kavanaugh once hit a pickup truck with his hands during a night out at college with his friends. It made uh, me laugh. Uh, tweet three, I'm now reading about how a woman raised in Connecticut who went to Yale lacked privilege. I get that the authors are super elites, but uh, this rural Colorado girl who went to a state school on her own dime would be like a word. At least thus far, Ramirez doesn't accuse Kavanaugh of anything tangible, same as original New Yorker article in which nothing was actually alleged, just carefully suggested. Yet in the New York Times today, authors alleged... And I told you to be, you know, we're going to have to use some language here that is just not comfortable to hear while it's not profane. Alleged penis thrusting. Curious what basis for the for that charge is. Important to focus on the fact. Supporting evidence for this nothing story with no witnesses, despite taking place supposedly at a large public event, literally nothing. But she did tell mom allegedly years later, and I quote, something happened at Yale, end quote. The authors of the investigation report that leftist Congresswoman Anna Eshoo found no partisan agenda in leftist accuser Blase Ford. Her attorney later admitted on video she was motivated by her support of Roe v. Wade and abortion. Uh, Next, Molly Hemingway from the Federalist tweet. They are trying to say that she is apolitical, this accuser, and that even a former Republican, her friend, friends reported she was a crazy liberal on social media prior to a professional scrub last year, but now they're going to call her a former Republican before admitting she literally took part in a march. And I won't use this word, but the, I guess I will use the correct anatomical term, the vagina hat marches uh, against um, uh, the pro-lifers that did the March for Life. Uh, first interesting news in the book, Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg was helping Christine Blase Ford. Next tweet, I haven't really complained about the lack of corporate media coverage of our exhaustively reported and researched book, in part because it's a huge bestseller, so it seems wrong. But comparing it to the coverage of this shockingly weak book is making me want to complain. The book notes quietly that the woman Max Steyer, this is the Clinton lawyer, the woman Max Steyer named as having been supposedly victimized by Kavanaugh, who is alleged to have, in a drunken stupor, exposed himself and thrusted his penis toward her hands, denies any memory of the alleged event. The supposed victim, uh, her, she refused to be interviewed and comment on this, but her friends say that she has denied any memory of this alleged event. 
seems kind of significant, doesn't it? The authors of the book go after Kavanaugh as being disingenuous for quoting incendiary things said about him by Senate Democrats. But yet here in the New York reporters, it goes without saying, downplayed the significance of this fact. The actual witness, or excuse me, not witness, victim, would-be victim, phony victim, non-existent victim, does not remember anything like that happening. So the New York Times ran this thing on Saturday. Then on Sunday, late yesterday, had to run, not a correction, but an editor's note. The editor's note reads this way. An earlier version of this article, which was adapted from a forthcoming book, did not include one element of the book's account regarding an assertion by a Yale classmate. This is the Clinton lawyer, Tom Stiers. He worked on Bill Clinton's legal team during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. So there's no partisanship there at all, right? No motivation at all? An assertion by a Yale classmate that friends of Brett Kavanaugh pushed his penis into the hand of a female student at a drunken dorm party. The book reports that the female student declined to be interviewed, and her friends say she does not recall the incident. That information has now been added to the article. We also uncovered a previously unreported story about Mr. Kavanaugh. Now, I'm going to take a break here because it's news time. But the New York Times has just essentially put journalism through a paper shredder, a cross-cut paper shredder, then picked up that paper shredder and put it through a larger paper shredder. They have destroyed journalism. They wrote this, or included rather, this ridiculous excerpt of their choosing from the book, ran it without the context that was provided after the fact, and left it sit there for enough hours that every Democrat that's running for president, as well as everybody in the media, quickly glomming onto it, making everyone believe that this is a brand new allegation and that there are facts, that there are witnesses corroborating it, proving that Brett Kavanaugh lied under oath, therefore uh, leading to his impeachment. This is, this is beyond the pale. This is beyond fake news. President Trump, I don't even think, could come up with a term to describe how bad this is by the New York Times. We'll get more of this, and I'll get your reaction again at 216-901-0945 after the news. All right, 937 out of Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. We're talking about the lead story of the morning, Washington on fire yesterday, as Democrat after Democrat after Democrat declared that Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh must be impeached for lying under oath during his confirmation hearings one year ago. Their basis for these allegations, an article in the New York Times over the weekend, which was an excerpt from a new book by two New York Times writers called The Education of Brett Kavanaugh, in which they try to reignite the same witch hunt that was that was carried out against him last year, claiming that during his time at Yale, he was a drunken sexual predator. All of those allegations last year, which could not be corroborated for one split second. All of the the lies told about him, which of course were investigated by A, Senate investigatory uh, committees, investigating agencies, and B, the FBI. 
All of those investigations could find nothing to corroborate this. Because of that, he was, of course, confirmed. And now they are coming back for a second bite at the apple, saying, oh, you missed one. Here's one that they probably would have caught had the FBI not been under the gun in terms of the time frame allowed for them to conduct this investigation. Okay? They're saying that the FBI should have been more diligent. This is why they're calling for his impeachment, because the Senate majority, or excuse me, the... um. Uh, Judiciary Committee leader, uh, the chairman Chuck Grassley and others, forced the FBI into an expedited investigation. And they would have had they been given sufficient time, which would have required, by the way, the removal uh, of uh, Brett Kavanaugh from consideration. They would have found this new allegation. This is what they're saying today. The problem is there is no new allegation because there is no complaining witness. None. And the only quote-unquote eyewitness to something that even the quote-unquote victim, when I say complaining witness, I should have said complaining victim, the only eyewitness that is claiming there is a victim and that there was a crime happens to be a Clinton attorney who has clashed with uh, Brett Kavanaugh before. The Times piece was written by Robin, uh, uh, and, I, and I don't even care enough to know uh, Robin's last name, but it's something to the, to the tune of Pogrebin. And Kate Kelly, a little easier, adapted from their forthcoming book, asserted that a Kavanaugh classmate, Clinton-connected nonprofit CEO Max Steyer, quote, in the book and in the article, saw Mr. Kavanaugh with his pants down at a different drunken dorm party where friends pushed his penis into the hand of a female student. The Times did not mention two things. Number one, that this female student refused to talk about this because her friends did tell them she doesn't remember a word of it. Not a bit of it. There's no complaining victim here. There's no charge. And the only victim that, or excuse me, witness that supposedly saw it is described in the book and in the article in the Times over the weekend as a, quote, respected thought leader, end quote, in Washington. They don't identify him as a Clinton defense attorney, as in Bill Clinton defense attorney, as in during his impeachment hearings, during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. He was part of the legal team. Oh, by the way, no more more motivation is needed, but here's some. Steyer's legal uh, also had legal battles with Brett Kavanaugh during the Whitewater investigation. None of this made the times. The Times painted these individuals, the, the, the unnamed and unwilling to come forward because her friends say she doesn't remember a thing, victim, and Steyer, the actual uh, witness who allegedly saw this drunken event happen, um, is a politically connected Clinton associate. You don't think there's any conflict of interest there? According to the Times... Steyer, the Clinton lawyer, notified senators and the FBI about this account last year during the Kavanaugh hearings, but the FBI did not investigate, and Steyer has declined to discuss it publicly. The problem is, the Times article also conspicuously did not mention that the author's book found that the female student denied any knowledge of any of the alleged episode. The book notes quietly that the woman Max Steyer named as having been supposedly victimized by Kavanaugh and friends denies any memory of the alleged event observed Molly Hemingway seems, I don't know, significant. Let me move on to Chuck Grassley. I mentioned him a moment ago. Chuck Grassley was the Senate 
Judiciary Chairman during these hearings last year, the confirmation hearings. His press office took to Twitter yesterday evening at about 6.30 last night and wanted to make some other points very very clear, very important points clear. The New York Times did not contact, says the first tweet from Senator Grassley's press team, did not contact Senator Grassley's office for this story. If they had, we would have reminded them of a few key public facts that they omitted. One, Senate Judiciary staff proactively contacted Ms. Ramirez lawyers soon after the New York story broke. This is speaking of Deborah Ramirez, which the book also claims was victimized by Kavanaugh. But this, was, of course, was already ferreted out during the investigation last year and found to be wholly uncorroborated. Two, despite seven attempts by staff, Ms. Ramirez's lawyers declined to provide documentary evidence referenced in the article or witness accounts to support her claims. They also declined invitations for Ms. Ramirez to speak with committee investigators or to provide a written statement. Three, nonetheless, our investigators spoke with and reviewed material from several Yale classmates of Ms. Ramirez and Justice Kavanaugh in order to assess the claim. You can read the committee's 414-page investigative summary. Four, the committee's review found no verifiable evidence to support the claims. The New York Times' own reporting at the time noted that it couldn't find anyone with first-hand knowledge and that Ms. Ramirez herself told friends she couldn't be sure that Kavanaugh was ever involved. And five, according to the Senator Grassley Press Office, ultimately Ms. Ramirez's team agreed only to contact the FBI with the claims. She wouldn't be interviewed by the congressional committees, in other words, only the FBI. She was reportedly then interviewed by the FBI during its supplemental background investigation, and her claims were again uncorroborated. So, real quick, just to kind of put a little cap on this, the New York Times runs a new, an op-ed article claiming new allegations and new information in, uh, involving the old allegation of one of the accusers last fall, which was Deborah Ramirez. So the summary, little cap on it, is this. The old allegation against Deborah Ramirez has no new information because everything that was alleged in this book had already been investigated by the FBI, and she was completely unable to identify that Brett Kavanaugh was involved at all, and there were no witnesses who would support it uh, from the very beginning. The new allegation, the quote-unquote new allegation of an unnamed female who supposedly had Brett Kavanaugh's drunken body thrust at her, I'll leave it that way, thrust at her, um, will not be interviewed about this subject, but her friends who were interviewed said she has no memory of such a thing at all. So in other words, we have a nothing burger with a side of nothing fries. That's what's being served up here by the New York Times. And it's only after Molly, Hem- Molly Hemingway and other credible journalists pointed these facts out that the New York Times issue their editorial note. An earlier version of this article, which was adapted by a fourth, uh, from a forthcoming book, did not include one element of the book's account regarding an assertion by a Yale classmate that friends of Brett Kavanaugh pushed his penis into the hand of a female student at a drunken dorm party. The book reports that the female student declined to be interviewed, and friends say she does not even recall the incident. That information has been added to this article. Journalism is dead. 945, let's get out so we can get back in and hear from Congressman Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. 
9.48 now, the Bob France Authority continuing on AM 1420, The Answer. Pleased to be joined by Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative. Congressman, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm fine, Bob. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, just uh, overloaded with news this morning. My goodness gracious, I can't imagine what you and your staff are doing there in D.C. about all of this. <laughs> Um, let's let's uh, let's dive right in. We'll take a moment at a time. I got about four important stories yeah. and issues in in D.C. to discuss right now. Can you tell me how on earth the uh, Kavanaugh witch hunt has uh, evolved or devolved, I guess, into witch hunt two point zero? Uh, th- th- yeah. This is this is this is beyond the death of journalism. President Trump talks about fake news a lot. Holy cow. Um, they ran yeah. this ridiculous excerpt from the book, uh, completely leaving out the fact that there is no, there is no victim in this quote unquote right. crime because this quote unquote victim doesn't remember anything like this ever happening, according to her yeah. friends. And yet it ran and led every Democrat running for president to say, impeach Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. I mean, Bob, wait a minute. Should, should we be surprised? The mainstream press lied to us again. So no, just I mean, outrage. At some, yeah, it was exactly right. Be, be, we shouldn't be surprised. We should just be more and more ticked as, as you are. This is who the mainstream press is. I think what's interesting. It took a real journalist, Molly Hemingway, a real journalist, to point out the fact they were lying to us. Like, the, here, here's what's funny. This is the same darn play they did with the whole Trump Russia thing. Same darn play. They get they get all their all their false news out there for two years. And then, wow, it takes real journalists, it takes some people digging for the truth who expose the lie that the mainstream press tried to feed the country. So this doesn't surprise me. This is who they are. But like you, I'm, I'm ticked about it, too. And, and, you know, trying to ruin a good man like Brett Kavanaugh is uh, – but this is how the left operates. This is exactly how they operate. And frankly, well, it, like I said, it shouldn't surprise us. And, and they want to, uh, they now want to start impeachment hearings for Kavanaugh, claiming that he lied under oath, all because of this unsubstantiated stuff in a trash book that the New York Times is trying to promote because it's being written by two of their writers. So there's obviously, uh, yeah. uh, you know, there's a deal in place here. Um, so, but they want to start impeachment hearings. And at the same time, you got Elizabeth Warren saying, you need to impeach Brett Kavanaugh, just like the man who appointed, uh, who appointed well, him, which takes us to Nadler it, it, and everybody else. They, they did indeed open impeachment inquiries or what yep. are we calling what they did last week? Well, that's what Nadler's calling it. They changed the rules in the middle of the game to make it easier for the, for the House Judiciary Committee, the Democrats on the House Judiciary to get it, Committee to move towards impeachment. But, but think about the left. In a matter of 48 hours, 48 hours, the Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee, the committee that's supposed to protect your constitutional rights, supposed to follow the rules, the House Judiciary Committee passes a legislation which says that you can lose your Second Amendment rights even though you've done nothing wrong, and you can lose them in a court proceeding that you don't even get to show up to defend yourself. And then 48 hours later, we have them voting in the same committee, less than 48 hours later, voting in the same committee to do what you just described, change the rules so it's easier to impeach the president of the United States. And then what, what happens later that night? One of the major presidential candidates for the Democrat Party, failed Senate candidate, former Congressman Beto O'Rourke, says, we're going to take your gun. That is who today's Democrat Party is. And, oh, their accomplices in the press, what do they say just two days later? They make up a false story about Brett Kavanaugh. This is how crazy the Democrats and the left have gotten today, and that's that's why it's it's so darn important that we make sure President Trump, frankly, gets reelected, um, gets reelected next year because they are just they are they're they're the crazy left is just that. 
A hundred percent correct. Uh, since you brought up Beto, I wasn't going to ask about. It. I won't even call him that. I refuse. I'm sorry. He's an Irishman pretending to be Latino for purposes of street cred in El Paso. He's Robert Francis O'Rourke, an Irish kid who said literally, "Hell yes, we are going to take your AR-15s and your AK-47s." Uh, that's it. Now, for years, Congressman, during all of these gunfights that we've had, and I mean that uh, proverbially. And all of these uh, gun debates that we've had since mass shootings started to become a little bit more frequent, which is obviously a terrible thing, they have said, nobody's coming for your guns. We simply want to yeah. uh, increase yeah. background checks and so on. A common sense gun reform. Finally, it came out of one of their mouths. Finally, it slipped. Okay, yes, we are coming for your guns. And I'm not hearing any of them saying, uh, 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 Congressman O'Rourke was wrong. We're not really going to do that. Yeah, well, someone, some wise person once said that, a gaffe is when a Democrat tells the truth, and that's exactly what happened Thursday night. We saw what they really want to do. We saw it last week in the Judiciary Committee where they inverted the standard, and they said you are guilty until proven innocent under this, this so-called red flag law that you and I have talked about. We saw it that Thursday night in the debate where failed Senate candidate uh, O'Rourke said that they're going to come. Ta- he wants to take your guns. Uh, so look, this is this is the Democrats actually telling the truth for a change, and and uh, uh, I think the American people see through this. They understand what they're up against, and they understand that the Second Amendment is pretty darn important. Your colleague um, and co-founder of the Freedom Caucus, Mark Meadows, tweeted literally one minute ago. So breaking news for you: you probably haven't seen this yet. He tweeted, when someone shows you where they stand, believe him. Democrats have repeatedly repeatedly made it clear that they want to control every aspect of your life, your health care, your job, your finances, even what you eat. They are showing you they're becoming a socialist party. Believe them. He's right, isn't he? Especially You yeah, just brought up the sure. guns part. We've heard them on the climate. They're going to tell you you can't eat meat. They're going to tell you you can't have your own private health care. If, even if you have great health care, you're going to have to surrender it. It won't exist when we get Medicare for all. They really do want to control everything that we do with our own lives. They want to take away your private health care. They want to take away the border. They want to take away plastic drinking straws. They want to take away your guns. And last week we saw a plane front and center. They want to take away your president. That's who today's Democrats are. That's who today's left. That, that, that's, that's who they are and what they want to do. Um, you know, uh, we kind of like the fact that under this president, we got a 3% growth rate. We got the lowest unemployment in 50 years. We got good guys on the courts. Uh, we kind of like all the things that have happened, but the Democrats want to take those very things away with you. Congressman Meadows is right on target. And, um, and look, like I said, they're, they're showing us who they really are, and the press is showing us that they aren't really a free press anymore. They're just part of the Democrat Party. Congressman, let me pivot to international affairs now. Obviously, it's a big deal when uh, allegedly Iranian-backed rebels, uh, the Houthis, um, bombed oil refineries in Saudi Arabia, which remains a complicated ally of ours, and this has an impact Mm -hmm. on world oil production and, yes, gas prices here in the United States as well. I guess uh, the president is going to uh, uh, open up the uh, strategic oil reserves to try to keep the prices low here. And now the question is, is how do we respond if the intelligence does prove that it is Iran? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, look, I'll, I'll wait to see what, what the intelligence shows. We'll, we'll, I trust our, our president, our commander-in-chief. Um, I do think it's always important to under, underscore the fact that, you know, it's kind of nice that the U.S. is a leading producer of oil now, that we're a net exporter. Uh, we're in a strong position. But imagine this. <laughs> imagine if the people, the, the same folks we were just talking about, the Democrats and the left, if this whole Green New Deal concept were being implemented right now what kind of position we would be what what would be happening to our economy when you see things like this happen i mean that's to me the scary part and 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 again the good news is we are in such a strong position now 
as a producer of oil, a leading producer in the world of oil, and, and an exporter of these uh, of these products. Um, and that's important. You got to have energy if you want your economy to grow and and, and, and prosper. So uh, I think the president understands all that, and we'll wait and see what uh, what the intelligence shows. And, and I trust the commander in chief to make the right decision. Let me pivot to uh, a couple of other pressing matters now. The Department of Justice is apparently ready to indict Andrew McCabe for lying to investigators. The former FBI assistant director who is still in the employ of fake news CNN is about to be indicted. Can you tell us anything about that? Well, I will tell you this. Look, look, uh, we also know that Mr. Horowitz has submitted his report to the Attorney General. The Attorney General and his team are looking at what needs to be classified and what what they're going to release. So we expect that second report on the broader FISA uh, uh, potential abuse at the FISA court, uh, I think real abuse at the FISA court, we expect that report sometime soon. Michael Horowitz does good work. The reason we know about Andy McCabe lying three times under oath is because of the work of Michael Horowitz a year ago. The reason we know Jim Comey went to the Trump Tower meeting on January 6th when it was President-elect Trump, January 6, 2017, and tried to trap the president, tried to set up the president, all the while he's telling the president he's not under investigation. The reason we know that is because of Michael Horowitz. So, uh, look, we'll see what happens to Andy McCabe. Uh, what I know is Bill Barr understands it as well. Remember, the first thing, one of the first things Bill Barr said when he testified back in front of the Senate Finance Committee after he's, after he's been confirmed, his first testimony in front of the Senate, he said that there was a failure of leadership at the upper echelon of the FBI. That is so true. So Bill Barr starts from the right perspective, and we'll see, we'll see what shakes out with Andy McCabe, but it was a good sign last week that we might be finally getting some justice for some of these people who were part of the Comey cabal. Well, so many people that I talk to, and I'm sure pretty people you hear from as well, especially when you're in district, is is when are people going to jail, right? I mean, when Heck are yeah. these people who committed these crimes, uh, you know, against the president, against the candidate at the time, of course, uh, in violation of all of these FBI protocols, all these DOJ protocols, in violation of American law, when is somebody going to be held accountable? We're getting very, very frustrated. Yeah, it's the number one question I get when I'm out and about. People will ask that just the way you said it. When is someone going to jail? And uh, we'll see what happens to Andy McCabe. But it was a good sign what we heard from the Justice Department last week that they're going to move ahead with uh, with uh, with uh, the pursuing Mr. Mr. McCabe. And frankly, when you lie three times under oath, think about everyone. <clears throat> think about anyone associated with the president. Michael Flynn made a false statement to a couple FBI agents when they tried to trap him. Remember, Jim Comey snuck him over, didn't didn't notify White House counsel, but sneaks a couple agents over to talk with with uh, Michael Flynn, Andy McCabe being one of them. They they go over and do this. They don't tell the White House counsel, and Flynn makes a false statement. He gets the book thrown at him, but we're not going to do that for folks like, like Andy McCabe, or we're not going to do that for Joseph Nipson, the guy who started this whole, this whole saga that we've lived through the last three years. So that's the, that's the part that drives Americans crazy, and that you're, you're exactly right. When people do wrong under this in, this, in our great country, it's supposed to be equal treatment under the law, and when people do wrong, they want them held accountable. Uh, so the, the Inspector General's report is in the hands of the AG, correct? And when does yep. it uh, when does it get to your eyes? Well, hopefully soon. We don't know. Uh, I expect it in the next in the next few weeks. Um, you know, the, the the talk was maybe late this month. My gut tells me it's probably in in October. Um, what I hope happens is that Mr. Nadler and Mr. Cummings will actually have hearings and allow Mr. Horowitz to come in and answer our questions about the details that he puts in the report. I asked Mr. Nadler about this last week. The same day he was trying to take away your gun rights. Take away your Second Amendment liberties. I asked him, I said, when might we expect Mr. Horowitz in front of our committee? He just issued a scathing report on FBI, former FBI Director uh, Jim Comey. And 
Nadler didn't even really know what I said. He said, what report? And I said, the scathing report by the inspector general. Oh, yeah, well, we haven't talked about that. We're not sure yet. That was, that was verbatim his response to me. We, we haven't talked about that. We're not sure yet. Because he's so focused on taking your guns and impeaching your president, he, he doesn't even know when he's going to bring in the inspector general for the Justice Department. So th- this, is, this is the scary thing. So I, I, I hope we get those, those hearings scheduled as soon as possible and we get a real chance to lay out all the facts for the American people. Congressman Jim Jordan, thank you so much for your time, sir. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Bob. All right. There you go. That's Jim Jordan with his regular Monday visit. It's 10 o'clock. The second hour is yours, 216-901-0945. So if you're on hold, stay there. Coming to you in the uh, top of the next hour. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.